What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Thursday, September 24th, 2015. You guys listening to episode 226. Um, I really wanted to get this out last night on Wednesday, which it was supposed to be, but I am on the road in Texas opening up for the great Bill Burr, and uh, we got home so late, and we were out the night before. You could pretty much hear about that on Bill Burr's podcast, uh, the Monday Morning Podcast, the next one that comes out, the Thursday edition, because we talked about it, but um, had to be good last night in Houston and just had to go back and crash, and uh, believe me when I tell you guys that you would not be happy <laughs> if I would have tried to do a podcast last night. In all seriousness, I might have even just like conked out during it. That's how fucking ridiculously tired I was, but... I am ready, refreshed now. You will have this out on Thursday. So there you go. Um, A lot of stuff to talk about here in Texas with Bill Burr. Have an amazing time. We got two more shows tonight in uh, Dallas. Talk about that stuff. I have an unbelievable unacceptable for you. Incredible unacceptable for you. An unacceptable that you think might even be made up, but it happened. So I'm excited to talk about that. Of course, do your guys unacceptables. We will talk a little bit about sports. We will talk about uh, a bunch of things and get into this show. So sit back, relax, and get ready for another Verzi Effect podcast. This is the 226th. And guys, this is the eve If you could hear a little excitement in my voice, this is the eve of my album release, my album release night at the stand, my debut album, which I am proud of, even though I feel like the new stuff I'm doing now is going to be another level and everything like that. This was an album that was, uh, like people told me, a long time coming and something that I was going to do a year or a year and a half ago, and it's finally here. I want to thank everybody who pre-ordered my album. Uh, on iTunes or Bandcamp, and like I said, we're working on getting it uh, distributed with um, Amazon and uh, Spotify, but right now, you could go to iTunes, you could go to Bandcamp, Uh, the album will be officially dropped, I believe, at midnight tonight, so um, please get the album, Uh, you know, it's 10 bucks, and uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's funny, it's funny and I'm proud of it. It's called Paul Verzi Night at the Stand, and uh, it's finally here. It's been a long time. Uh, Before we get into the show, got to do the sponsors. GonzoFame.com. Guys, go to GonzoFame.com for your best, most in-depth interviews with your favorite comedians of today. Uh, Coming up, these guys uh, are, you know, getting great interviews by a funny up-and-coming comedian, Dave Gavry, over there in Chicago. Shout-out to Dave. Dave, I will be at the Chicago Theater next month with um, Bill Burr, Joe Bartnick. It should be awesome. But um, please check out gonzofame.com. There's uh, more interviews being added all the time. Uh, I believe he just did one with uh, J.F. Harris, who's a funny comedian. You could check that out. J.F. travels all the time. Um, as He used to actually open uh, for the Impractical Jokers. I don't know if he's still doing that, but he's really funny and nice guy. So check that out on uh, gonzofame.com, and um, you will read some great stuff. There's you know Doug Stanhope. There's a great piece on Doug Stanhope and Ralphie May and Hannibal Burris. Myself is on there, uh, Joe Matteris, and the list goes on and on and on. So check that out. Also, Brookings Mediation. Go to brookingsmediation.com. If you're going through anything like uh, divorce, bankruptcy, uh, debt, all kinds of awful shit in your life, these people will help you. John Burton's been doing this for a long time, almost three decades of doing mediation. There's no lawyers involved. There's no legal advice. It's just basically sitting down as a mutual party and helping settle things, making things much easier, faster than going to court, better than listening to a judge give a ruling, which is already a fucking predetermined outcome anyway. People don't realize that they have this option that Brookings Mediation does it. You will get a free consultation wherever you are in the nation. You can call for a free consultation with John Burton at 877-415-7770. Or go to brookingsmediation.com. It's helping a lot of people, saving them a lot of money and time. Okay, if you're going through something, the laws are already set, guys. So uh, contact John first. It makes a lot of sense. And if you do, and you tell them that you are from my podcast, the Verzi Effect listener, you will get a significant discount on it, up to 30%. 
So contact John over at Brookings Mediation. And of course, All Things Comedy. Go to allthingscomedy.com. That is where the Verzi Effect podcast resides. Okay. And uh, that is where the record label that I'm on, which is All Things Records, um, they're amazing to the artist. They uh, help you out. They have the best podcasts out there, the best people working for them, the fairest place out there. Trust me when I tell you, you could go to allthingscomedy.com to see everything, and you could follow them on Twitter at allthingscomedy, so shout out to them. Okay, here we go. Like I said, Night at the Stand, my album, will be available. Now listen, I've never asked you guys before, other than this album, I never said, hey, go get something. You know, I never say, hey, my podcast, you know, taking donations to keep it going. Send what you can. Not to knock people that do. I have friends who do that. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm not trying to shit on anybody's podcast here. If, if, if some people have bigger studios than I do, some people need equipment, some people need to fucking pay bills in, in an office space and all that, I do mine, you know, myself, so I'm not saying anything. But I've never said, oh, send what you can, or take in donations, or subscribe for a dollar. Fuck that. I never said that, and I never said I would do it. I never will do that. However, my album is out. Buy that shit, okay? It's funny. It's my first one. Night at the Stand. Go to iTunes and uh, and get it. Now, guys, I have an unacceptable for you guys that I don't think you are going to believe. Okay, um, it's crazy. It's annoying. It's kind of just like shocking. Like wow. So I'll get into it. So here's what happened. I uh, I haven't seen Burr in a long time. I don't really open up for Bill as much anymore because I'm starting to headline on my own and Bill is, you know, on the West Coast and the East Coast, but we are close friends and we like to go to sporting events and when things can work out and we could go on a little run together, that's what we do. I love opening for Bill. It's the best. It's my favorite. We just have a great time together. So I meet Bill. Where else? Austin, Texas. Cool city. You know, very artsy, funny. I, you know, it's just a really cool, cool place. So we have two shows at, uh, at UT. We were at the University of Texas. It was awesome. There was actually people there that were from Westchester. I was like, oh, I'm from Westchester County. Oh, everybody knew it. It was really cool. So I enjoyed I enjoyed performing there. We had a good time. And we're not going to not drink. And you're not going to not get Randy Jackson's autograph if you see him. Remember, that's a uh, was that stepbrother's reference with the samurai sword. Anyway, you're welcome. So we go out and we're like, well, you know, we'll get, some, get a couple of pops. And, uh, you know, we had some... Uh, premium cigars, if you know what I mean. We had some really good sticks. So we're like, let's go. We're going to get some um, some booze, get a nice little, as Bill calls it, a nice little glow going, and we'll smoke some sticks. Right up my alley. Perfect. We did two great shows. I'm working on a bunch of new material that I'm doing in a theater, so it's kind of nerve-wracking, but at the same time, it's like, wow, like, you know, I'm working on, like, my next hour, and I think I'm getting close to like a half of it done. So I'm like going up in front of thousands of people trying this new stuff and it's going amazing. So I'm kind of feeling good about it. Bill's hour is just, I mean, I'm not kidding when I tell you like I'm watching this guy and like it. this show we did Austin two days ago or three days ago felt like, you know, mid-season form, mid, mid-run form. You know, it was just like, it didn't feel like the first day. It felt like we'd been on the road together for like a week already. And that's how sharp it was. It was really amazing. So anyway, we go to this place and we order, we order some drinks. Bartender comes up already kind of drunk and buzzed. I could tell guys like sweating. He's all over the place. I'm not going to mention the establishment. I already got, we already got to the bottom of this here. I'm not going to get into it, but there's a dude. And he comes up. Now, when we got there, it kind of already took long for somebody to come. And we just hear the bartender go, hey, so-and-so, we got 61. I was like, 61? I don't know what that meant, but whatever. So I lean over to Bill and I go, dude, I think we're at table 61. And Bill's like, yeah, either that or like they need another bottle of something. We're trying to figure out what the fuck yelling 61 means. Sure enough, this guy comes out from the back. Looked like he was fucking playing beer pong. He's sweating. He looked like he just got fucking interrogated for a robbery that he knew he was involved in. Comes back and he's like, hey guys, how you doing, man? Can I I take your guys' order? Great. And he starts being like a really good waiter, but you could tell he was like overzealous and drunk or buzzing. I could tell. So 
he kind of like recognized Bill a little bit. He's like, hey man, I can't. Like he I, he couldn't put his. He's just like you an actor or something. Blah blah blah. Yeah, this and that. So I order. You know, I'm I'm drinking the vodka and sodas now because I'm try I'm on the diet. So I'm drinking vodka sodas. I'm trying to stay away from anything kind of brown, any kind of uh, you know beer and stuff. So Burr orders you know uh, a beer and a Jameson, and the bartender just goes, "Great, I'll get that for you." Hey, and you mind if I have a Jameson with you? So, so Bill goes, yeah, yeah, it's cool. So the guy comes back after a while. I get my drink. I got a double because I'm a fucking idiot. And uh, Bill gets his drink and a shot. So him and the guy do a, do a shot of Jameson. Me and Bill were sitting there having a good time, getting buzzed. I'm looking like, I think that dude's drunk, drink or partying. But the guy's okay, whatever. Then he comes over and he talked a little too much and he was kind of in the face. And then... Uh, Goes back to uh, taking our order after we're done around. And Bill goes, yeah, you know, I'll do the same thing. I'll do a, you know, a Jameson and, and, a, and a beer. And I was like, yeah, and I'll get another I'll get another vodka soda. So the guy goes, oh, great, I'll do another one with you. So now I'm just like, this dude's fucking, this dude's hammered, right? So he walks up and he shoots the shot. And he looks over at Bill and he's like, oh, what, you're not going to shoot it? And Bill's like, dude, I'm just trying to sip it and relax. And he goes, nah, you got to shoot. And Bill's like, that's because you're young. <laughs> and he's just kind of like, yeah, I guess so. And he was just talking and he was kind of like in your face. And he was trying to be like a good waiter, but at the same, like, and not act drunk. But we knew the guy was drinking. Whatever. Fine. I'll deal with it. We're sitting there. We're drinking. We're having a nice conversation. We're uh, getting ready to go back to the hotel and smoke our cigars before we call it a night. And um, Bill comes. And I was like, look, I got the bill, you know? We always go back and forth with stuff. All right, you get this one, I get this one. So I was like, listen, I got this one. No worries. So the bill comes back, and uh, I get I tell you exactly what happened. I only had really big bills on me, but I wanted to make sure that I gave the guy over 20%. Even though he wasn't the best waiter, I wanted to give the guy over 20%. So I get the bill, and the bill comes to like, the bill comes to like, uh, I guess it was like 63. Yeah, it comes to 63 and change, right? You guys aren't going to believe this shit. So I get the bill and I put the 63 down and then I'm doing the math in my head to what's 20%. So I put 20% down on top of that and then I looked over at Bill and I'm like, you know what, I shouldn't just give 20%, should I? I should give him more. Bill's like, yeah, you know, that's cool, do whatever, give him more. So I give him more than the 20%. I did the math in my head. I closed the little fucking checkbook there and I, I hand it back to him and I said, that's all yours, no worries, and the guy leaves. Okay, so we're sitting there, everything's done. Swear to God, here's where the unacceptable comes in. This fucking dude walks back with the check. No, 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 I'm sorry. Walks back alone without the, without the money. It's the other thing I didn't fucking like. There's another part of the unacceptable. Walks back, and I swear to you guys, I'm not kidding. He goes, I'm sorry, guys. I never usually do this. Did I not do a good job? And I looked over at Bill, and Bill looked at me, and we're like, no, no. And Bill's like, no, what's up? I go, what's up? He goes, yeah, you guys left me five bucks on 63. And I just start smiling and I look at Bill with my head tilted like, this fucking motherfucker, you believe this? And Bill goes right at him and goes, no, dude, that's not true because he actually counted it in front of me and I saw him and he said he wants to give you over 20% and he did it. I was like, are, are you sure? Because I mean, I might be mistaken and dude, now I'm pissed. The dude's like sweating and drunk. He was fucking intrusive the whole time. And just because he fucking thought Burr was famous or he recognized Bill for being an actor or whatever he, you know, whatever he recognized him for, whether it was stand-up or, or being in, on TV, he fucking thought since he was like doing shots and doing all this shit, he was going to get some fucking thing. He was a fucking entitled drunk dick and it really pissed me off and it was not cool at all. Okay? And... You know, maybe the guy's not a bad guy. I don't want to sit here and say, but absolutely 100% unacceptable. And I'm stewing now. I'm fucking stewing. I'm just sitting there and I'm going, dude, I got to say something. I can't just let this go. I got to say something. And Bill's like, dude, the guy's hammered. We, you know, it's just, let's just, we could just get out of here. And I'm like, I'm saying something. So as the guy's walking over, I'm like, is saying anything going to really fucking matter? I don't think it's going to matter. And I'm just sitting there and the guy comes over and I'm like, how the fuck did a manager not come out and see this? It's absolutely unacceptable to say that. And then to not even have the money. So I go, where's the money? I go, get the check. Open the check. You'll see. He goes, oh no, it's all mixed up with other money now. Yeah, fuck. Of course it is. Of course it is. You just wanted fucking more money, dude. Absolutely unacceptable. Unacceptable like I've never seen. I never do this, but did I do a bad job because you're drunk? Fuck that. It was unacceptable.
So now, okay, now I just let it go. He comes. I'm not even looking at him. You know, we leave, whatever. We walk out. Bill and I talk about it. Bill just calms me down, talks me off the ledge, whatever. We smoke an amazing cigar. We're having a good time. And we forget about it. Burr brought it up one time like an hour later. And I'm like, fuck, why'd you bring it up? I didn't want to think about this guy. And then the next day, uh, I woke up a little later. We had the day off in Austin. And um, Bill was out doing something. He was doing something with, I don't know, his laundry or something. I was like, yeah, I'll meet you back and we'll we'll go out. We plan to go to a movie and all this and that. So... Uh, I walk past the place that we were at the night before and I see that it's kind of empty and I go, fuck it, I'm going in there. I'm going in there. This isn't sitting right with me. I'm still just pissed off about it because it shouldn't have happened. So I said, excuse me, is there a manager here? So yeah, so all of a sudden this guy comes out and he goes, and I go, listen, man, I just got to tell you, I was here last night, something happened and you're already smirking at me. And I said, I'm here with my buddy. You know, we're doing comedy here. I opened for my buddy Bill Burr at UT. We are having a good time. I made sure I give it. He goes, and right away, he goes, oh, you're talking about so-and-so, right? Like, I don't know his name. And he goes, yeah. He goes, yeah, the manager called me two hours ago, and the dude already got suspended for it, in trouble for it. I don't want my service doing it. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, listen, man, I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble. I, but, like, come on, man. Like, I can't. And he was like, no, I totally understand. Thanks for telling me I can't have that, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, that's it. That's the end of it. I know the story was already long. But that was my unacceptable, absolutely fucking ridiculous. And um, that's a piece of shit thing. And I'm sure any waiter or waitress listening to this right now knows that that's especially, listen, I could understand if the dude was drinking, having a bad day, not making money, and I gave the guy fucking like less than 10% on the bill, and he came up, I still wouldn't have appreciated it, because he doesn't know what my financial situation is, but I would just been like, look dude, that's all I had on me, or whatever, or you know what, to be honest dude, I thought you were intrusive, and I didn't want to give you that much, or something like that, and at least have an awkward fucking thing, and we're both at an understanding, but the fact that I gave this guy, that I purposely gave this guy more than 20%. Okay, uh, that's what really bothered me. So that is my unacceptable. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I couldn't believe it. The best part about it was I go, oh, well, at least I got a good unacceptable for this week. So the next day, I'll catch you guys right up to where I am now, and then I will read your unacceptables. The next day, we have the day off. That same day I talked to the manager, we have the day off. So like, yeah, we'll hang out, we'll eat something, maybe we'll go see Black Mass, the Johnny Depp movie, we'll do that, and great. So we decide to eat Tex-Mex at a happy hour. Long story short, fast forward, we're doing shots of Don Julio all fucking night. We're doing, drinking fucking beers, we're having Mexican food, end up smoking cigars, absolutely fucking hammered, and wake up hungover and have to drive to Houston. And we drove to Houston and had... And what did we, yeah, we drove to Houston and we had Sonic. We had Sonic hungover. Yeah, there's nothing like being hungover and eating shitty hot dogs. And then I got the buffalo bites, which totally fucked my diet and uh, ruined my stomach for a day. But had two great shows in Austin, had two great shows in Houston last night. And tonight we are performing at the Majestic Theater in Dallas for two, and then one in San Antonio tomorrow, and then we are off, and we go to the uh, UT Oklahoma State football game uh, back in Austin, so I'm looking forward to that, so that's where we're at right now, it's been a great time, and uh, let me get into your guys' unacceptables, but just take my word for it, do not eat Sonic when you're hungover, I promise you, it's an awful, awful mistake, okay, here we go. Now it is time for your unacceptables. So here we go. First person. Uh, here's my acceptable. Okay, they do not want their name read. Fine. Here we go. There is this girl in my class who always uses Snapchat during class. Snapchat is an app where you take a picture, put a, uh, put a caption on it, and you could private message it or post it publicly. She keeps using it to take selfies during class, and I sit right behind her, so I always end up in the background looking at my paper or staring up at the teacher. I think she may be trying to get me in the background on purpose. I'm not sure, but it's ridiculous either way. I haven't spoken up to her about it yet, but the teacher has told her to put the phone away uh, before and even joked about how stupid it is to take a selfie in class and expect to not get caught 
and it still continues. Uh, what should I do or how should I call her out on it? Forget cages. We need another Alcatraz. Also, uh, when are CDs coming out for Night at the Stand? I love to buy a few copies and give some to friends. Uh, and the answer to the question I'm guessing is probably no. Uh, but will it be on vinyl or would you ever do that with an album in the future? Well... Mr. Not Giving Your Name Out, and thank you for the submission. Yes, the Verzi Effect, um, I'm sorry, not the Verzi Effect, the Paul Verzi Night at the Stand album will be available for hard copy probably in two to three weeks. It's already been ordered and made. So yes, you can. When that's done, you'll be able to buy it off of my website and also at live at shows. I will have the hard copy with me for people that actually want it because I realize that uh, you know, even though it's available online to download, a lot of people still like the hard copy. They want you to sign it and all that. That will be available. I am working on that right now, and um, hopefully I will have that uh, probably in two to three weeks. So, yes. But for now, it's on iTunes and, and all that stuff, uh, Bandcamp and everything. Um, as far as your question, what you should do with this lady um, or girl, whatever. I don't know what fucking grade you're in or what class it is. But um, I would just say, you know... I would say to her in a nice way first, honestly, I would just like when you're like before class or after class or whatever, just be like, hey, you know, if you don't mind, like I'm kind of getting in the background of that and I really don't, I really appreciate it if you don't, you know, just be like, I don't want to make a big deal about it, but I really appreciate it if, you know, I wasn't in the background of your pictures and stuff. It kind of makes me feel uncomfortable. That is a really honest, great way to do it. And I think telling another person, you know, another adult that I feel uncomfortable doing something, if that doesn't nip it in the bud and have her stop, then she's a piece of shit. And then you could go another direction with it. But I would start with that at first. And I think that that should do it. You know, because anytime you're like, hey, you know, you're taking pictures and I'm not trying to be a dick here, but it makes me feel uncomfortable because I'm in the background and I really don't want that. That should, that should do it. If that doesn't do it, you're dealing with a fucking awful. Uh, okay? So thank you for the submission. Here we go. Uh, this is from our friend Kelly Meyer. And Kelly Meyer, a couple of quick unacceptables for you. I went to the Packers-Seahawk game Sunday night. Uh, Sunday night game last week. And I spent all day grilling out with friends. I ate burgers, brats, oh boy, and ribs and pounded beers from noon to 7. No digestive issues at all, even uh, throughout the game. Drove home drove home and shit my pants literally six blocks away from my house. <laughs> uh, I could go into, oh my God, elaborate detail, but there's really nothing to say. I thought it was a fart. I was wrong, very, very wrong, unacceptable. Dude, you have to, you got to start, you got to start some sort of IBS diary. Like, I mean, it's just so funny how you just go for it. Like, Kelly, haven't you learned by now that you can't do this shit and not have to and, and, and think it's okay? You got to talk to your doctor and be like, listen, I'm not going to stop pounding beers and eating like an animal. So is there something you could do or do I just need a fucking <laughs> diaper at this point? Uh, all right, here's a second one. I bought tickets to see you in Burr, Milwaukee on October 27th. I just found out that I have to be in Dallas for work during the whole tour of the Midwest and will not uh, and will not only miss the Milwaukee show, but I won't be able to catch you guys in any other Midwest cities either. Oh, that sucks, dude. Uh, I'm super pissed, and this is unacceptable. Good luck on the tour. I know you guys are going to crush it. Um, okay, let's see here. Um... Thank you so much for that. I'll read this other thing, I guess, in in private here. Um, but thank you very much uh, for the submission. Okay. All right. I guess this is the same one from that guy. All right. Here we go. This is from Joseph Marsala. Hey, Paul. My unacceptable this week is how... Do the motherfucking greatest comedy guys get together for a Midwest tour with no St. Louis date? Unacceptable. P.S. Would love to smoke a stick with you guys in the loo. Oh, uh, yeah, man. Sorry, dude. I don't know. I was just... I didn't even know if I could do it or where I was going to be or where, when I was jumping on the tour. But, um... Yeah, I... You know, we scheduled it around some college football games and stuff like that. So I'm not going to be... I'm not going to be, uh, 
in in we're not going to that that St. Louis area. So sorry about that, man. Uh, that that's actually St. Louis. I always say this: St. Louis, Arizona. For some reason, places I've never been. I know I'll end up there. And um, thank you for the you know thank you for the support, man. I'm sure I'll be there soon. Okay, this is from Ryan Gennaro. Uh, what's up, Paul? Got two for you. I just witnessed something so unacceptable. It's unreal, and I'm still processing it. I'm in the supermarket at the self-pay, and this miserable fat tub of shit is. Uh, rank, ranting and causing a scene at the self-checkout next to me, screaming and complaining at the teenage girl working there because he can't figure out how to swipe his card and pay. Something a chimpanzee could probably do. It was so over the top at first I thought for sure he must know them and be joking. After a couple of moms uh, pushing shopping cart told him uh, told him Oh, you said me, but I get it. He was rude and obnoxious. He yelled back at them. Yeah, am I obnoxious? <laughs> yeah, I am obnoxious. I realized he was dead serious. What a piece of shit. I don't care what's going on in your life. There's no excuse for that. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's a guy that's just not smart and doesn't know how to fucking deal with people. And unfortunately, he comes across people that he really makes uncomfortable and... Somebody should tell the guy to shut the fuck up. But where's that going to get you? Because you tell a guy like that to shut the fuck up, he's even going to go harder and more. Whatever. Uh, And here's your other one. I'm walking out of the liquor store and I see a woman open her car door and throw a plastic shopping bag that was uh, on the floor of her car onto the parking lot and drive away. Yes, both unacceptable. What can you do? Are people ever going to get it? I don't know. I could never do that now. Like, I'm not one of these, like, rat people out for littering. I would just pick it up and throw it out myself. But to just have a conscience where you're just like, yeah, I'm just going to leave my garbage here and not even go to a garbage. It's just a selfish dick. Okay, this is from Jack Shipway. All right, let's see what Jack's got to say here. Jack sounds new to me. Uh, Hi, Paul. My name is Jack. I'm relatively a new listener. See, there you go, to the to the podcast. One to two months from the UK and really enjoy what I have uh, seen of your work so far. Well, thank you very much, Jack. I appreciate it. My unacceptable today is something you may feel either way about, but I ask you to hold your judgment on me until I've explained myself. Six days a week, I go out cycling f- uh, for around an hour. I do this for cardio because I'm 16 years old, uh, in sixth form, I'm 16 years old, in sixth form college, and do not uh, have a job to get money to go to the gym and work out. I say this because I heard you ranting about cyclists holding you up on the road, and trust me when I say that I also think the guy was an asshole, and I do try to avoid holding uh, motorists up to the best of my ability. Well, that's good. Anyway, I went out cycling a few days ago, and as I was coming down a hill near a turn I take, some scruffy, low-life guy who clearly hadn't done a minute of exercise in his life despite wearing a full track suit uh, decides to randomly shout and uh, lurch towards the road as I am about to pass him. Uh, Thanks to this prick... I almost fell off my bike and would have almost definitely landed directly in the path of a car behind me, potentially injuring or killing me. This fucking animal needs to be caged immediately, then unexpectedly thrown under a bus. Anyways, good luck with the sales on your new album and keep up the good work. Well, thank you, Jack. I'm glad nothing happened to you, buddy. That's dangerous, man. And um, yeah, I understand what you're saying. I understand that, you know, the bike... Listen... I'm, I look at it like this: when I see a bicycle, when I see a guy on a, on a you know a cyclist who's trying to get exercise or whatever, that's fine. I'm talking about the arrogant fucks who are like in a parade together and they think they're in some fucking motorcycle gang, and they're all in the street and you got to go around and a car's coming, and you could fucking hurt you or your family because fucking this guy thinks he's Lance fucking Armstrong, okay? I like people who are on cyclists who are either on a cyc- on a path or completely on the shoulder, safe for themselves and safe for other people. Now, this guy who clearly, you know, just basically decided to 
like kind of go towards you, um, in the, that's not cool. And you could have been killed for that. So I definitely think that people belong on bikes if they want to be. I'm not saying for them, but I'm talking about the people that abuse the law and take up the road. That's bullshit. So I hear you though 100%. And again, if that guy would have knocked you off the bike and you get hit by a car, that's fucking ridiculous. So be careful out there, but uh, thank you for the, and that is unacceptable that he went at you like that. Especially if you do, like you said, you do your best to kind of stay out of the way of motorists. So I hear you. Thank you for the submission. All right, let's go. Here we go. This is Derek Morin. Uh, Paul, I know this is early to send in by. I just listened into 225 and wanted to submit it before I forgot. The amount of football fans bitching about everything each week is unacceptable. Now, I'm not talking about people talking shit about their teams. I'm talking about accusing teams of cheating, all the stupid non-controversies. This is a football, uh, this is football, not the view, you fucking cunts. Stop with this gossip, drink some beer, eat some good food, and watch the game. Stop acting like middle-aged soccer moms. Man, man the fuck up. Oh, stop watching football and hand in your man cards. Thanks. Derek from New Hampshire. Uh, P.S. Thanks for talking about the parenting situation I'm in. Uh, we've been uh, monitoring it since it started and talking to my stepson. We will probably be speaking with the parents soon if it keeps up. Well, no worries, man. I'm glad that I could help you. I'm glad that you uh, listened to the show. Thank you so much. And as far as you're unacceptable, football has become... Who's breaking what rules? Who does this? Uh, I blame ESPN too because ESPN makes it like a fucking soap opera now instead of just talking about the highlights and what's going on. I don't care what a guy does off the field, okay? Unless a guy is like on the run and there's a manhunt because he's just fucking killing people, doing something. Other than that, I don't care. I don't care. You know, like I said before, guys hit their wives. It's fucking awful and despicable and if a team wants to suspend them. But I think airing shit out like that is ridiculous. You don't know what happens. You don't know what happens at home. It's fucking awful and they shouldn't do it. Um, I think guns, you know, if a guy's got guns and stuff like that or weed, fine. But I just don't want to hear that all the time, man. I just want to know what's going on with, uh, you know, again, if it's a really bad crime or whatever, yeah, but I I think it's ridiculous. And teams cheating and rules being broke and this one's headsets this and are they stealing signs? I don't fucking care. It's a man's sport. It's fucking football. Play the game. Enough is enough. Great, unacceptable. And uh, there you go. So those are the um, email unacceptables. If you have one, please make sure you send them to uh, unacceptablesfortve at gmail.com. I don't know what we have here on Twitter. Uh, My Twitter has been a little nuts right now with the album and uh, all that stuff. Um, And we did a nice, we did, come on. This, I swear to God, the computer, the computer where I'm at right now, is uh, it's just really bad. The I mean, we're in another unacceptable. I'm in a beautiful hotel in Dallas right now, a big one. And, uh, you know, I just don't think that you should have a fucking beautiful, grand-looking hotel like this, which is just amazing. Fuck it. You got to see, like the, like, the grand lobby or whatever it is. It's just crazy. And the fucking computer's slow. And it's like, how fuck it? You know what I mean? Uh, but... I could try to look at Twitter. I just don't, I didn't see many because uh, all these things. So if I didn't get to a Twitter unacceptable or whatever, I'm sorry about that. Please send them in and I will keep trying to, I will, you know, try to find them or resend them and just say, ah, you know, didn't get to this. Please, you know, I'll do my fucking best. All right. What do you people want from me? Let's see here. No, I don't see any. I'm scrolling through and I'm sorry. I can't even do it. I can't even do it um, on my computer here because it's just so slow while I'm doing this. And if I have any problems uploading this fucking podcast because of the internet here, I'm going to be really, really fucking pissed off about it. Um, so there you have it. Um, I also was on Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast, like I said today, and... Uh, Thursday podcast is up with Robert Kelly. I was on Robert Kelly's podcast talking about cigars, and that's a funny one too. So you check that out. There's a lot of podcasts that I'm on this week. Bobby Kelly, Bill Burr, mine, and next week's going to be even more. Oh, here we go. Chris Frost at MN Frosty Boy. He's a regular. Didn't realize Thursday was National Park Like an Asshole Day. Park yourself in a cage. Unacceptable. And he sent a picture of a car just clearly over the yellow line. 
because fucking guy's got a car that he thinks is souped up like a Fast and the Furious ride. Um, let me see if I see anyone else here. Yes, Jim Aria. Aria. Well, lady farting at the gym on every sit-up like her ass. Oh, and it's at Jim A. Uh, uh, Jim, capital J, and then I am and capital A. R-R-I-A. Lady farting at the gym on every sit-up like her ass is a trumpet in a jazz band. Get a cage with an air freshener. Hashtag unacceptable. Dude, I don't know if I'd be able to. I would have to walk out. Because I'd have to walk out just because I was uncomfortable for both of us. Ronnie at Ronnie and then capital P-M-F. Unacceptable. Cab driver starts a FaceTime call with somebody while driving. Very unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. Let's see what we got. All right, here we go. Anthony uh, Taradio. Tal Talarido. Fuck. Hold on. I got to get this right. Anthony Talarido. Talarido. Got it. At Talarido. That's T-A-L-L-A-R-I-D-O 31. Road work during the day. Unacceptable. I agree. Can't stand it. Um, let's see here. Uh, Justin Pittman at Justin T. Pittman with two T's. Just listens to TVE 225. You seem to take her side on mine, on my unacceptable. I'm pained to say that I tried, tried it, and it wasn't bad. All right. Let's see here if we have any more. Uh, is that it? Maybe that's it, everybody. Somebody's like, no, 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 no. Keep going. Mine's there. Don't fuck me. You want me to buy that fucking album? Uh, I do not see any more. Here we go. Matt Lockyer at Matt D L O C K Y E R. Unacceptable attempt at recycling. Now, how are all the other animals going to recycle their pizza boxes? And this is just a picture of a pizza box with only the corner able to fit in the little slit of the recycling thing, and it's just sticking up, staying there. Um, <laughs> all right, guys, I believe that might be it. I hope I didn't go much too, you know, I hope I didn't leave too many, but thank you guys so much for the unacceptables. Keep sending them. If I missed you, send them again. Um, and, uh, there we go. So now we will talk about some other things. Oh man, we were driving through, um, Texas and it was just Fucking Texas is just a lot of road, a lot of sticks. And uh, we were looking up Texas Chainsaw Massacre guy. And I didn't realize that all this stuff is not true. It's basically about that Ed Gein guy who apparently would like, like he was like the original, like Burr said he was like the game changer, like the Jordan of serial killers, where he was the one turning people into lampshades and using their hands as ashtrays and all that shit. And it just fucking freaked me out. And I was just like, all right, I'm good to know that the house, though, the real, apparently the real house was in Wisconsin, not in Texas. But that freaked me out. And the stuff we talk about on the ride is so funny because we're just, we're just trying to pass time. So we just started singing. We were singing fucking Steve Winwood songs. Take me a higher love. Just fucking, oh my God, just having a blast. Uh, okay, this was one from, uh, I got another one here, unacceptable. Uh, T.J. Waskowitz. 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 Uh At Barnes & Noble, and this hashtag animal, hashtag unacceptable, aren't you embarrassed? Oh, he did it at Sebastian. Somebody barefoot at Barnes & Noble sitting there reading a book or reading something with his sandals to the side barefoot. Um, <laughs> okay. So, what else can... And there was another barefoot on a plane. Brandon and Tim at Brandon underscore McCorm. M-C-C-O-R-M. Guy goes to the bathroom on a plane barefoot. Hashtag animals at 35,000 feet. Uh, just a picture of the shoes at the thing. All right. Uh... I hope you all I hope you all are doing well this week because I am I'm one I'm having one of those weeks where I'm like all right I'm going to come clean. I think I got to stop not getting high cuz I'm not getting high a lot but um all right fine I'm taking edibles. All right fuck it. I don't care. 
I'm taking edibles and I didn't realize that even though edibles relax you, like I'm not going to lie. I took an edible before I flew out here to Austin and I was fucking like, I was fucking high, man. And I just like slept on the plane and here was something that was going to be my unacceptable and I'm not making this up, guys. When I tell you that this is true, I mean it. I'm on this JetBlue flight and... I uh, always sit in the window, and I just decided I was like, there wasn't really the the extra extended. It was like an older JetBlue model, like before. Like the new JetBlue planes now are sick. There's a legit first class, and then there's like a legit extra leg space. Like really, really nice. They redid the cabins. It kind of reminds me of like Virgin. Really nice. This was just a regular one, and I was sitting in the last plane in the back. I like to usually sit in the front or the back. I don't really like sitting in the middle. I like sitting in the front or the back because if I'm in the very back, I just know that I wait for everybody to get off the plane. I sit there for an extra 10 minutes. I don't have to worry about getting up and knocking somebody's fucking head with my bag, which I think I've done before. I just want to, you know, relax. So I'm on a plane and there is a, uh, you know, nice uh, African-American flight attendant, a female and, a, and a, an African-American dude. And uh, I couldn't tell if he was like a gay dude or whatever. You know, most of the time they are. Uh, again, I don't know what is it about, you know, gay dudes that love to fly, whatever. But they're sitting there. And the girl is really kind of um, nice and happy when you get on. So I get on. And you know the way they're sitting all the way in the back. They're sitting in the back of the fucking plane uh, during the, you know, or just chilling out and just waiting to land. And I'm flying. And I'm just half tired. And I'm just trying to sleep. I tried sleeping the whole way until the until the initial descent, which I did. But every once in a while, I would just hear the singing and this yelling and this talking. And for some reason, I don't know if it was because of the engines. I don't know if it was because I was in the back. I couldn't judge where the noise was coming from. I couldn't find out. It sounded to me as if people in the middle of the plane were yelling. Like one woman was yelling and talking or singing. But the way the sound was... I, re- I realized that it was the flight attendant singing like she was on the fucking voice. And she was just like, oh, say does. And then she would just go into some gospel church thing. And I'm like in and out of fucking like sleeping. And I don't know if it's real or not. And she was like the whole fucking plane. I could not believe. I was just sitting. I was like, dude, this fucking chick is just singing. She was like in a fucking singing. She was like, yeah, in the day, we, yeah, we're gonna do it, yeah, like, and I'm, I'm just making lyrics up, but it was shit like that, and then I would be like, is that the national anthem, and it was like, oh, say, and I, I'm like, I can't, and finally, I just looked up, and I looked back, and she saw me looking, she goes, oh my god, I'm sorry, am I being too loud, and I go, no, and I kind of gave her a thumbs up, because she sounded good, because I was being cool, and it didn't really bother me, but I was like, this is fucking so unbelievably unprofessional, And then, I swear to God, I'm not making this up, the black dude coming down the aisle during a lot of turbulence, there was a lot of turbulence banging the plane up and down, just in the the last like 5,000 feet when we're coming down, and the whole plane is shaking, and the black flight attendant, he's walking down a thing, and I swear to God, he goes, oh shit, he almost said shit, like he was just like, he's walking, he goes, oh shit, whoa, whoa, and I was like, I don't want to see, first of all, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see you fucking guy be like, whoa, shit, wow, whoa, like acting like it's a big deal. Like you're supposed to let me know, oh, this is normal. So now I got fucking Aretha Franklin singing in the middle of the fucking plane, singing that sounds like the whole plane could hear. This guy's nervous about turbulence. And I was going to say it was more like jet black. Uh, but yeah, it was just, it was... I don't know, but anyway, going back to what I was saying, I hope you guys do good with the edibles and stuff. I, I'm actually a big, keep your mind, I'm trying to keep my mind clear. I'll have a couple of pops with some booze, but I'm trying to keep my mind clear. I think I'm going to go like, I don't know, I'm going to try to go a month without just taking anything that like changes my fucking mind. Just get some fucking rest and do that, I guess. Doing good with the diet until I ate Sonic, which was an awful Awful mistake. Uh, All right, let's get into some sports here. Did I mention my album comes out Friday, tomorrow? Yeah, get it. It's called Night at the Stand. Um, Imagine if I was just like, buy it or my wife will divorce me. And like you guys thought I was joking and I just kept going on. I was like, no, I need this amount of... 
Um, but I do want to say that I know a lot of you guys already pre-ordered it, and that means a lot to me, so thank you. I'm also coming up with a cool poster. I got a cool Verzi Effect Unacceptable poster, and I'm going to make a small poster with it and sell it on the road for just a couple of bucks, but um, check that out too, so I'll have that and the CD. So there you go. You get a hard copy CD and a little poster. Who's buying? I'm starving right now. And I have two shows in front of packed theaters opening for Burr. And I feel fucking dizzy from hunger. All right. Sports. I saw the Yankees and the Toronto game. And that was good that the Yankees came back and won that game. Although I have watched maybe one baseball game all year. I don't know why I do you guys a disservice by talking about baseball like I'm into it when I'm not. I feel like a fraud. But here's the thing. It's coming down to the playoffs. And do I want to see the Yankees do good? Yes. Um... I hate people who hate on the Yankees because the Yankees are the shit and everybody wants to hate on it. But I want to say this too. Um, Rest in peace, Yogi Berra, who um, unfortunately I never got to meet. I never got to even see in public. But he was one of those guys that um, from everything that I heard, I think 14 World Series appearances, 10 World Series rings, I believe. I hope it's not 11. I don't want to do him a disservice. But anyway, double-digit World Series rings. Um, some of the most clutch hits they say in the playoffs for the Yankees ever, World Series. The guy um, seemed like an amazing family man. Don Mattingly said he was the best man he's ever met in baseball. And uh, he passed away, I believe, yesterday or the day before at 90 years old, So, which is very sad. But what a life he lived. Um, he fought in World War II, I believe. They said he was too small to play in the pros. He became a pro. And um, just another Yankee legend uh, down, but 90 years is amazing. So uh, rest in peace to Yogi Berra. Uh, It ain't over till it's over. There you go. Um, And uh, what a life that he he had. So uh, I have to say that. And, you know, just Don Mattingly and all the guys that I've seen growing up and everything. Like, that's why I love the Yankees. Like, so many people, I'm not going to sit here and try to sell you people on the Yankees. I'm not. I know some of you don't want to hear it. Some of you fucking hate the Yankees. I'm sure some of you like and respect the Yankees' history. But when I was a little kid and I went to Yankee Stadium and I saw Mattingly, number 23, man, it just changed everything. The green grass and the fucking, just the whole the whole deal, man. And... um you know, the people that hate them so much and, like, love the Mets and hate the Yankees or hate on the Yankees say, fuck the Yankees, that's what you root for. I'm rooting for the fuck. You want to call us the evil empire? Good. Good. You know why I don't care about that? Because Darth Vader is the fucking shit. He's fucking Anakin Skywalker. He's the one that started the whole thing. So um, I'm not going to pretend that I was into baseball the whole time, but now I just want to see the Yankees do well and, uh, and win it. The Giants, everybody, my New York football Giants are hurting really, really badly right now. Um, I don't know what's going on. Beating the Falcons by 10. Oh, speaking of that, they play tonight. Yes, they play tonight against the Redskins, but they're up 10 points in the fourth quarter against the Falcons. They lose the game at the end. They just can't close. The same thing happened week one against the Cowboys. I just, it's annoying the shit out of me. They just got to close. I do like that Beckham is playing better. Beckham is the shit. I can't wait for Cruz to come back. And, uh, you know, hopefully Jason Pierre-Paul could get his hand right. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this. Don't don't look at the Jason Pierre-Paul hand because now there's pictures online that show what his hand looked like after he blew it up. And it's one of the most fucking gruesome things. It almost looks fake. That's how gruesome it is. It looks like something you buy at a fucking party store for Halloween to decorate. It's fucking awful. Uh, And really sucks that he missed out on the money. We needed him up front on defense. Giants should be 2-0. And I know you're saying should be, could be, whatever. But when you're winning like that at the end of games and then you just fucking implode, there's something wrong there. So I don't know. Um, I was talking to, yeah, we were talking, I talked about the, the UFC stuff on Bill Burr's podcast, so you could check that out. So there's really nothing else more to say here about, um, sports. Although if the Giants can get to one and two tonight by beating the Redskins, that would, that would make me feel a little better. I think that that's something that's doable. They have to do that. 
Got to fucking beat the Redskins tonight. And it's going to make me sick because even if they win, it's like a lose-lose. If they lose, they're 0-3. If they win, I'm going to think they should be 3-0. What can you do? And stop it with Tom Coughlin needs to go. Stop it. Fucking stop it. Tom Coughlin has done nothing but win. The guy's won two Super Bowls with us. He's fucking, they, they have winning records more than they have losing records. Stop it. Stop saying Eli's not the guy. Stop it. It's not about that. It's about fucking making a new team with new people whose fucking defensive players blow their hands off with fireworks, come together and learn how to finish a game. That's what it's about. It's about Cruz being injured. It's about the offensive line still being new. That's what it's about. It has nothing to do with the leadership of the team. I love how people are like, oh, Tom Coughlin's got to go. Did he? Well, they also said that in 2006, and then guess what happened? In 2007, he won a fucking World Series, and in 2011, he won a uh, I mean, World Series, a Super Bowl, and then in uh, 2011, he won the Super Bowl. All right, that's it for sports, everybody. And I love what Tom Brady's doing. Real quick, I love what Tom Brady's doing. Tom fucking terrific. The guy is absolutely shitting on people right now. Seven touchdowns, two games. Last game, 466 yards. Deflate gate. Because the ball was a little this and that. Don't you have anything else to worry about? You're fucking going to make this guy miss four games. Ray, ah, the fucking Goodell, the whole thing is just a, it's a fucking joke. That goes right back to that unacceptable that that listener said before. It's just a joke. Give me a break. Can the NFL just go and play and let these guys play instead of this stupid nonsense that nobody cares about that's totally irrelevant? You know, it, nobody's taking away championships. Nobody's taking away trophies. They're just get, People are getting fines, losing draft picks. It's fucking stupid. I think a football should be fucking required. To, I think anybody. I think the ball should be any way they want it unless it's like really deflated. Who gives a shit? Aaron Rodgers likes it a little harder, they said. Fucking uh, Brady likes it, that, that, what, a tiny bit deflated? It's just, it's, it's ridiculous. It has nothing to do with anything, and I'm glad Tom Brady's taking it out on all these people. I really am. That's what the Patriots do. I'm not a Patriots fan. Like I said, I'm a Giants fan. We have nothing. The Patriots are the hot chick that we fucked. There's nothing she could say about it either. I don't care what the Patriots do. Be like, yeah, fuck the Giants. Yeah, fuck the Giants. You weren't saying that shit when you were on this dick. Oh! All right. Let's move on to um, movies, which I was going to see Black Mass, but instead we decided to stay um, in a Mexican uh, restaurant slash bar for four and a half hours drinking and doing shots, and that's why we did not see a movie. (laughs) So that's it. Um... I guess it's time to get to the plugs. This is going to be, wow, this is going to be a little, no, not shorter than normal. By the time I get through the plugs and everything, we're going to be at almost an hour. But I've just been doing a ton of podcasts. Like I said, check out me, uh, check me out on Bill Burr's podcast, uh, also Bobby Kelly's podcast this week. And um, let's get into it, guys. The plugs tonight in Dallas at the Majestic Theater with Burr for two shows. Tomorrow at the Lori something. I don't know. Just fuck it. You'll see. We're in San Antonio tomorrow. Then uh, I wasn't supposed to open for Bill Burr in Toronto, but it looks like I will be. And then he leaves, and then I'm at the festival. I'm just at the Toronto Just for Laughs Festival in Toronto for a few days until October the 2nd. So you could check that out. Um, I will be... Uh, where else would I be? Um, no, that's that's pretty much what I got going, and then we are doing the Midwest tour. The Midwest tour will be um, Milwaukee, Indianapolis, Chicago, Grand's Rap- Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, Detroit, Michigan, where else? We're just going on a bunch of them. Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Columbus, Ohio, uh, maybe Cincinnati, I believe that's on there too. So I will be on on all of those shows. It's going to be a really fun time. Bad for my liver and health and uh, smoking cigars. I got to watch that, but it's going to be a great time. So come out to that. Um, And please, guys, in all seriousness, buy my album, Paul Verzi, Night at the Stand. It's available tomorrow on iTunes and Bandcamp. It's 10 bucks, 24 tracks. I think it's 24, 20, yeah, 24 tracks. Um, and it's an album that I'm really proud of. 
and I think uh, you kind of get a sense of me. I mean, you guys already know because you listen to all my new listeners and my new listeners in the UK and my listeners all over. Thank you guys so much for uh, all the support and jumping aboard. I hope you really, um, you know, enjoy listening. And please, guys, send in your unacceptables. And even if it's an unacceptable that, um, or even if you send it to my unacceptable email, it's something you just want me to address. You know, like somebody said, hey, I got an issue with my kid or, hey, I got an issue with this or my neighbor's being a cunt. Should I fucking, you know, set a bag of uh, dog poop on fire on her front step? I will tell you, hey, listen, that dog idea, that dog poop idea, it's a little immature, but I love it. I would do it. Send a message to the bitch. Or I'd say, listen, don't do that because it's really immature. I don't know. But I think I'd say, I think I'd say, uh, you know, yeah, do that. So I guess the end of this podcast is if your neighbor's a cunt, do something to the house to kind of set up like, look, I'm not going to deal with this. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's all I need. Yeah, Paul, just want to let you know my 17-year-old son listened to your podcast. We got a new neighbor who's a cunt, and he uh, hung the dog in the front yard, and it said stop being a cunt around the dog's neck, and we don't appreciate it. We're suing you. (laughs) I'm not saying do that. Okay, please, no dog hanging, nothing like that. We love animals here at the Verzi Effect. Speaking of animals, I'm getting a dog, everybody. I think I know which dog I want. I think I know which dog I want. It's not, I'll give you guys a hint. They're fucking the biggest dog out there when they grow. And they're sweethearts, but they don't live long. I talked to somebody who has three of them, and they were like, these Great Danes are fucking life changers for the better. Um, I heard they're protective, good with kids, and... You know, I know it sucks. They live 8 to 10 years. What are you going to do? We'll figure out if that's something that I'm going to do. But I just feel like having a dog at my house is something that needs to be done. My daughter likes dogs. We'll see. Um, And, oh, man, something cool. I'll leave you guys with this. I got to watch my son play in, um, I got to watch my son play in his first soccer game. And it was one of the most exciting, like he was in goalie and he made an unbelievable save. He actually kind of used his head, I think kind of involuntary, but it made me go nuts. And then he jumped on a ball and everybody clapped and went nuts and it was so cool. Um, And I just love watching it. It's something that I really love to do. But I became the dad who started to really fucking be that guy. I'm sitting, I'm like, get to the ball. Come on, guys. Come on. Come on. Yeah, there you go. And like all of a sudden, I'm just looking and like parents are like, other parents were doing it and I wasn't screaming, but I realized, holy shit, like I'm into this. I'm like, come on guys, get back on defense. Get the ball, get the ball, you know? And it was so frustrating because at times I wanted to just go, what the fuck? Can you, what the, dude, I'm in a hotel right now. Somebody's probably like, what's going on? But I want to be like, what the fuck? Guys, what are you fucking doing? What are you doing? Get back. How many times? I don't understand. What part of get back and kick it away from this fucking little guy can't you do? Just kick it away from him. Kick it. What are you? And it was just, it was really frustrating. Like, it was funny because my stepfather was standing next to me because him and my mom decided to come and watch my son's game. And I'm sitting there and I just look over to him. And like, my stepfather is a guy. He doesn't really, you know, he doesn't curse. He's, you know. And uh, I just was like, I was like, what is it? And I just look over and I go, what the fuck are they doing? And he just started laughing. It really is frustrating, but it's also the, such a cool thing to do to watch your kid compete and stuff. I just got to calm down. And there's no way I could be a coach because I would just lose my mind and be that guy. But uh, I loved watching my son. I love watching my son do anything, um, you know, but uh, it was just amazing, so. Uh, that's it guys. I'll leave you with that. Please, um, check me out on Twitter at Paul Verzi. Uh, that is V I R Z I. If you don't know how to spell my last name by now, you're not a fan. And, uh, yeah, get me on. And I finally succumbed to, uh, Instagram. I was never going to do Instagram, but I posted a picture. Somebody said I had like 400 followers or whatever. I never even did it before. I didn't want to do it. I think I'm going to get more active with it. I don't know how to use Instagram really. So I'm just going to like learn, but I was late with Twitter too. I'm just always late with this shit because first it was MySpace and then it was Facebook and then after Facebook it was Twitter and then I'm like, I'm done. I got Facebook and Twitter, I'm done and then it's Instagram and then it's going to be this and chat this and look at my dick and shut up and I don't know what it's going to be, but uh, I'm doing Instagram now. Bear with me. I'm doing it slowly and I'm going to try to get better at it. Okay, get that album. 
Get that album at midnight. This has been the Verzi Effect episode 226. Uh, please check out gonzofame.com for interviews with your favorite comedians. If you're going through anything like a divorce or any kind of bullshit with debt, you need some sort of solution with that or bankruptcy or just something where before you go get legal advice, contact uh, John Burton over at Brookings Mediation. You go to brookingsmediation.com. You get a free consultation uh, with the number I gave you before, 877-415-7770. And um, there you go. Uh, have a good one, everybody. Uh, until next week, I am out of here. I hope to see you guys at a show. Albums dropping.